Hello there. You're listening to Shay's Bills Podcast. And here's your host, Shilano. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. It's uh, good to see you. Um, today's episode is another true crime podcast episode. Um, now this one I will give you, I'm going to be giving you a couple of <laughs> warnings through the whole podcast episode. Um, for this going to be a little darker and, um, fortunately I will be going into details of the injuries of these two people who have sadly passed away. And if you're a bit squeamish and you're not into that, I will be saying before I'm going to be reading out um, the injuries, you can skip the few minutes of the podcast. So um, I will be also dotting them down in the show notes so you can check what parts to skip just in case because uh, I know there's some squeamish people out there and I totally get it uh, even for me reading this out tonight is a little bit uncomfortable but um, I feel like you need to get to know them and what happened um, and it is very sad um, story but this is the story of the uncovering of the truth behind the Blaine Brothers murders so let's get into it Castlebar is a county town in County Mayo in Ireland, part of the Connacht province, known for its settlement of the Debarry Castle, which was built in Wayford, one two three five, <laughs> by a Norman adventurer, also known for hosting uh, Michael Davitt's Str- of Strat in Mayo for finding the Irish Land League in the Imperial Hotel in Castlebar in 1879. Now the land of the League Imperial was when farmers were fighting against the um, English uh, for when they were um, renting out land. Now um, they also have one of the oldest bars in Ireland with John McHale's pub located in New Line um, along having a transport railway uh, going from Dublin and back with the Westport service and even had a commercial airport but now is used for a retail park so it's no longer an airport uh, the only airport is in knock in mayo uh, also notably there's a couple of well-known people from mayo uh, from castlebar which are charles hockey and edda kenny who were two of the ireland's former prime ministers uh, we call them t-shucks here book author sally rooney known for the hits normal people and conversation with friends which then were turned into programs and became a mega hit during the pandemic with normal people with paul mescal uh, you definitely know that name um and of course with uh, conversation with friends that was another program turned in that was i think broadcasted last year i might have forgotten what year it was but it was around that time it wasn't my cup of tea but anyway uh, and of course last year's 2023 uh, living meme um, anti-LGBT activist Enoch Burke uh, if you don't know who he is and why he is a meme um, check it up on twitter slash x uh, you would see the, the photo memes of him up there um, but 
we're not talking about these people. Um, don't worry. Um, also, Castlebar has is usually a quiet town, but it has its bonuses. They have a small theatre called the Royal Theatre, which is also a hotel. Fun fact. Um, has lovely spots of food and even has an adventure games and escape room called Inside Castlebar. Who knew? Um, but here is the beats. On the 10th of July in 2013, 11 years ago, if anyone wants the specific timeline, uh, Castlebar was covered in a grey cloud of sadness when two locals of their own, two brothers, Jack and Tommy Blaine, were murdered in their home. Jack Blaine was born in 1937 and his younger brother, Tommy, was born in 1944. We do not have the dates uh, of their birth or the month um it was never um disclosed but their mother delia blaine formerly known as dunn passed away at a great age of 90 on the 26th of may 1995 when the two brothers were 58 and 51. now the two brothers lived in england for a time during the 60s until jack had a serious accident in a building site which the two brothers returned to Ireland to take care of their mother once he recovered from his injuries. Um, but due with the injury and the accident, he gained a hunch. Their cousin Pat Dunn said that Jack Blaine had a speech impediment and was particularly partially, sorry, partially blind, but neither of the two brothers wanted to make a fuss. Um, they were among the most vulnerable in the society, but Tom had schizophrenic I can't pronounce it, but I'm sorry. You you know what I'm on about. Uh, including his... Um, Jack had the hunch. Back um, along... Sorry, Tom had the hunch back. Uh, Jack had dementia and a tremor. They were both under care of the HSC, which is our healthcare, and home health, which came to their street, uh, their house in New Antrim Street in Castlebar three times a day. Home health is basically uh, care worker i guess you, you you get what i mean uh so their tattoos were everything was all right along with that the two brothers weren't drinkers smokers uh they were religious and they people always kept an eye on them but i'm gonna say this now they were tea lovers mm-hmm. they loved their tea um now their cousin was saying that uh quotation the notepad i used to communicate with my cousins instead of shouting in the ears because it was no longer useful because they're both deaf um and the humor mustache uh, he also said i'm not seeing tommy sitting in his chair with a smile is a terrible loss uh, he said they weren't bothered with television or any luxuries but enjoyed simple things of course tea now before i start with what happened on that night the Blaine brothers died I am going to give you a warning and advice like I said at the start of the episode because um, I know there's some faint hearted people that won't be uh, used to this stuff so discretion is advised I'm using those words oh my god I've always wanted to use them <laughs> alright okay serious back to serious okay so it's midnight the 10th of July Tommy Blaine leaves the local publican bar called Rocky's Bar which is literally right across from their home on New Antrim Street Alan Cahey is a man in his 30s he was just released from Castle Rhea prison in County Roscommon four days prior 
He was staying in a bread and breakfast uh, in Castlebar. He had a couple of drinks in local bars, uh, having three pints in uh, of Guinness. Uh, and he spoke to the locals saying that he was claiming to be a doctor who was going to be carrying out two autopsy, autops- oh my god, I can say it, autopsies, there we go, in the town. At midnight, Cawley met Jack out on the street and on CTV it was shown that Cawley put his arm around Jack's shoulder, one of the Blaine brothers, just, just to remind you, um, and then entered into the two brothers' homes. Cahi told the guardie that he spent 20 minutes upstairs searching for prescription drugs. He said he came downstairs and Jack Blaine was standing there. He picked up a shovel and beat him with it. Cahi said that made his way to the door but then saw Thomas Blaine, the other brother, who was at home uh, in front of the house. He then said he thought that they were living together. Maybe they were child molesters. He then beat Thomas with a stick about 25 times and Cahi then, and this is the brutal part, and this gets me every time when I'm reading it and seeing it in articles. The poor man, I just feel it. Um, he poured boiling water on the helpless victim on his um, private parts. He then left after an hour of entering the home, putting sunglasses on and walking back to his bread and breakfast. Now, the home help for the Blaine brothers came to their house at quarter past seven in the morning and discovered the two men who suffered the horrendous injuries. Rocky Moran, who was the publican of the Rocky Bear, right across, heard a woman screaming, rushed over to the Blaine brothers' house to see uh, the home help, said, oh, he's murdered. They then immediately called the guardie. Detective Sergeant Gary Walsh looked at the CTV from the Roxy's bar, I believe. That's what I think, where the CTV came from. Or it could be from any one of the houses on the street. Then led to arrest of Cahi. Alan Cahi of um, Four Winds, Corbla in Ballinina in County Mayo, admitted the killings then. Now, um, I'm going to read the forensics part and this is very detailed so the next few minutes will be um advised um so this is the more detailed stuff i was gonna say okay are you ready okay so the forensic eps ex- oh, experts sorry i'm tired today this isn't i probably shouldn't have done this on a tired day but you know i, I want to do this okay so forensic experts noted that there was blood on the ceiling and on all four walls of Tom Blaine's bedroom. He had been attacked while he was in his bed. The blood patterns were found in the backyard indicated that Jack Blaine had been assaulted while he was lying on the ground. Jack Blaine's blood was found on a both rusty shovel and a broken handle as it was well known as his walking stick all of which it was near his body. His blooders blood were also found on the shovel on the broken handle. A post-mortem exam found that there were been an overkill in attack. Thomas Blaine's cause of death was blood loss, brain trauma, chest trauma, choking on blood due to the blunt injuries to his head, face and chest. Um, contrary uh, factors were blunt trauma on his limbs, fragments of his Adam apple, right wrist and hand bones. There were significant fractures to his skull, which was fragmented in one area. Further fractures of his breastbone, multiple in his ribs and a 
bone in each hand. He could have been struck up to 12 times to the head, 5 times to the chest, 6 or more times on the hands and arms, and a number of times to the hip and thigh. Considerable force was being needed to inflict these skill sorry skull injuries. The cause of his brothers, Jack's Blainstead, was blunt force trauma to the head, which was caused blood loss, brain injury, obstruction. Oh my god, obstruction of breathing due to facial injuries, scalding injury, and in the blunt trauma to his chest, limbs were fractured. Complement, oh, complementary, contributional uh, factors. Oh. <laughs> he had multiple. Uh, fractures to his skull a piece of bone had become embedded into his brain which bruised one of his tooth was dislodged from the socket and was found in his stomach which meant he swallowed and inhaled the blood from his injuries hot liquid was poured and thrown onto his skin which his upper clothing was pulled up to expose his abdomen and lower clothing pulled down to his exposed genitalia area so that's all the um injuries so that's gone three minutes if you want to we're back now so when the court case was brought um now i couldn't find the actual date now i'm using this part of the irish examiner article uh, which was posted on the 27th of july uh now they've said that according to alan cahey the murderer so he pleaded not guilty to murdering them on the 10th of July in 2013 in at the street. He was then, he argued that he had three mental disorders that had been diminished on his respondent's ability and was therefore entitled to a manslaughter verdict. Now the court said that he was diagnosed with attention defect hyperactivity disorder as we all know as ADHD and other disorders as a child. Now, he had also been diagnosed with two personality disorders as an adult and was often on heavy medication and developed a dependency of alcohol and prescription drugs and was in and out of both hospital and prison. He claimed that this man, who the court heard was incontentent, was rubbing his genitals and Carly claimed that he thought he was deceased, was trying to make a sexual advance on him. Cahey said the jury was out on his own sexuality and said that he was sick of men wanting to show the deceased that men couldn't always get what they wanted and when he decided to murder the two brothers cold-bloodedly. Cahey's legal team raised the partial defence of diminished responsibility which can reduce to murder to manslaughter. Uh, Mr Justice Paul Cahey uh, explained that to the jury for what happened there had been evidence that was accused suffering from a mental disorder at the time of the killing and that the disorder must be significantly diminished as his responsibility of acts. Now the prosecution then called the forensic psychiatrist in rebuttal. Her opinion was that he wasn't suffering ADHD at the time. She accepted that he had two personality disorders, but her opinion was they did not constitute the mental disorders within the meaning of the law as they did not impair the capacity. 
Justice Coffey informed the jurors that the relevant acts said nothing about capacity and that they were, quotations, at large, deciding that they were mental disorders within the meaning of the act. He then told them if they were satisfied of the defense on the balance of prohibities, 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 oh my god, <laughs> they must return a verdict of not guilty of murder, but guilty of manslaughter. He then decided that it was not satisfied, oh my god, today I can't talk, not satisfied, they should not find the accused guilty. Four women and eight men were not satisfied and following an hour and 42 minutes deliberating they resulted a unanimous verdict of guilty on both counts. The jury remained in the box while the deceased men's first cousin delivered a victim pact statement. Justice um, Coffey said that their murderer was to stand. The law demands a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment which I oppose. He said the killings were at Watson and they were savage. I can only express my sympathy to the family of Jack and Tommy Blaine. Coffee was then led away and he was sent to start his sentence of life. Um, and that is the death um, and the court case. And, and of course, um, 11 years on now to the two brothers um, passing the castle bar remembers the brothers and so does the Duns, who are the cousins. Uh, may they both rest in peace. Um, I remember hearing this when I was younger. So at the time, and now I don't come at my age. <laughs> I might have forgot my age. Um, <laughs> have I? Yes, I was 17. But I remember briefly on hearing about this. Um, about these two murders and unfortunately since then there has been another two murders in rural Ireland um, which you know it's it's upsetting to see um, which I think where is it maybe oh no sorry it was up in Sligo the two murders of Aidan Moffitty and uh, Michael Sneen um, on, if, I've been reading a bit more about like the deaths in Ireland and I'm going. To, I'm not going to lie that there's quite a few murders in Ireland of what happened to be um, LGBT related of men getting killed because of their sexuality. Obviously, this um, isn't he the murderer believed they were molesters and thinking they were gay and they were trying it on them, which they weren't. Um, they were both pensioners and had special ability or um they had um they were disabled um and to think that they they were is really unfortunate obviously at the time he was obviously so medicated on drugs and drink he thought they they were but you know due to mental health as well um it is sad um and i really do feel about these two men I don't know them obviously um I think we there was very little info on the two brothers but you can tell from the way their cousin talked um and you can read in in the articles I will have in the show notes what they were like um and it just seemed two quiet men who were happy with 
the most simple things and of course it's a barry well not barry's tea but i presume it was barry's tea you know um they were tea lovers and um you know it's sad to think and i, I kind of think with the elderly you know if one butter passed away the other one would be on their own and i would feel sad about that um but you know at least two of them were both in heaven together and they're with their mother uh, there was no mentions of their father so but um yeah may they both rest in peace and they will forever be remembered and that is the two story well not that's the story of the blame brothers um thank you so much for listening i am sorry this is rambling now a little bit at the end but um make sure to listen to any other older podcast episodes i have if you are new um make sure to follow uh on the socials and of course um i'm going to try to be more active on instagram again and x um i want to try to get this podcast more out there this year in 2024 and try to be more active um so and i was saying on instagram that i'm gonna be doing two um kind of topics mostly that will be sports and true crime on here so it's a bit of a mixture it's very random <laughs> but um they are the two things i kind of really listen to uh when i'm listening to podcasts um but yeah thank you for listening i hope you're well and i will chat to you when i'm back with another episode uh thank you for listening and i will see you guys very soon bye thanks for listening to shiz podcast make sure to follow shiz builds podcast on twitter and instagram at shiz builds pod and shiz builds podcast and check out chilano on your socials at chilano